Macbeth, the man said. Macbeth? The king poked his head out a little further. What about Macbeth? The man steadied himself. Speak, said the king. The soldiers drew close to the man to hear his words. Apprehension hung in the air as heavy as the storm. Were they about to be told Macbeth had been killed, along with their hopes of victory and peace? Long it stood undecided, said the man. And? Father, said Malcolm, look at his wounds. Let him speak as he can. Like two exhausted swimmers, the man went on, his eyes far away, as if he were reliving the battle and not reporting it. Clinging to each other, pulling each other down, the armies of Macbeth and MacDonald, until, like Valor's first-born son, Macbeth thrust himself into the thick of the battle, carving his way through the ranks, meeting the traitor man to man. The result, shouted Duncan. His entire kingdom hung in the balance of Macbeth's campaign. If Macbeth had fallen, there was little hope left, and Duncan had to be ready to fight or flee. Tell us plainly, good fellow, said Malcolm calmly, whether Macbeth or MacDonald won. The man stared at Malcolm as if he didn't know quite where he was or to whom he was speaking. He was cut in half with one stroke from chin to belly button, cut in half. Who? said Malcolm. Macbeth. Silence fell. Macbeth cut him in half with one stroke. You mean Macbeth won? said Malcolm. A murmur rose. Yes, the man said, finding strength in the joy his words were bringing, and set the traitor's head on a pike. Praise heaven, said Malcolm. The man closed his eyes. The murmur turned into laughter and then cheers. Only then did the king venture out of the fortress. Get this soldier to my surgeon, he said, and spread the news. Macbeth has won. Macbeth has defeated the traitorous Thane of Corder. But rumors flying faster than the words of kings went from the top of the battlements to the bottom of the walls, and the words Macbeth, peace, and victory were passed from man to weary man. Send a message to Macbeth, said the king. Go quickly. Say in the name of Duncan, king of Scotland, that the title forfeited by the traitor MacDonald now belongs to the man who valiantly rid our kingdom of him. Macbeth shall be Thane of Cawdor. The messenger saluted the king and rode off. Chapter 3 Where have you been, sister? The witch removed a dead man's thumb from a pouch and kissed it before dropping it into the bubbling cauldron. Lightning tore through the sky as the ghastly thing sank into the broth. Another witch stepped through the curtain of smoke. 
killing swine. And you, sister? The third witch appeared on the spot where the lightning struck. Stealing chestnuts from a sailor's wife, she cackled. Be gone, witch, the prissy pampered pullet said. But I know a thing or two about her husband. What, sister? Tell. He sailed off to Aleppo in a good ship called the Tiger. But in a sieve I'll thither sail, and like a rat without a tail, I'll do, I'll do, and I'll do. I'll give you a wind, the hag raised her staff, and the gust blew out of the north. Her companion made a sign, and the wind began to howl in the east. And I'll give you another.